You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step by step how to meet and seduce beautiful women. Women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week long fling, or a long term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Happy to be back here with actually a non-interview. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately, and I figure, you know what? Time to get back to just you and me, talking to you, wherever you may be. I always wonder where you are listening to this episode. Some people listen in their car. Some people listen on their way to class. Some people listen from work. Some people listen on long road trips. I've actually been been working with some coaching clients lately, and they say to me that they've binge listened to a lot of episodes in the car because they were driving a long distance for work or travel, something like that. So I wonder if that's you. There are definitely a lot of episodes to listen to and binge. We cover so many topics. It's funny. People always ask me, Trip, like, how do you come up with all these different topics? Like, I don't understand. And if you think about it, it's just endless. It's just endless. I mean, there's so much to talk about when it comes to dating and sex and relationships and the communication and the way that we we understand the opposite sex and how to understand yourself as a man. I mean, this could be talked about, I mean, probably for infinite amount of hours. There's so much to listen to. And also, you know, of course, if you listen to a lot of episodes, you're going to hear me repeat some of the advice because when it comes to specific questions, there's only a certain number of specific answers that I have. But the thing is, I don't know if you've noticed this, I've noticed this for sure, is that whenever I'm learning something or trying to get the grasp on some sort of information, I love hearing the same information again. Because the first time you listen to some information and answer some advice, you you take it in and you kind of got to think about it. It's the first time maybe you heard some piece of advice. But then when you hear it again, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard that. And then you hear it again, you go, oh, now I'm starting to really understand it. And then you hear it again, you're like, oh yeah, I got this. You you start to understand it a little bit more the more you hear it because you're just really letting it soak in, right? So it's good to hear some of the same information. I like when I hear it because it reminds me of like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. And you keep getting reminded depending on whatever the topic is, you know? Maybe you're going to hear some of the similar advice that I'll be giving on today's episode. And we're going to be answering a question and talking about a question that was emailed in from one of our listeners whose name is Andrew. So Andrew, if you're listening, thank you for emailing in. You can email in also a question if you want. I don't always answer the questions because some of the questions are either too short that don't give enough detail or information, or you're just writing in a very poor grammar that I can't understand. So if you want to ask a question, I actually urge you to make it longer. Don't just you know send in a question like, how do I get over approach anxiety? It's like, well, first of all, you should go and look through my episodes. I already talk about approach anxiety a lot. But if you have a specific question with detail, like you're going to hear right now, please email us at trip at tripadvice.com. Of course, trip is with two Ps. And before we get into the answer here, you're going to Here we once again talk about, if you're not new here and you've heard a lot of episodes, uh, the coaching program that I'm offering right now. A lot of you guys are applying at coachedbytrip.com. Again, that's coached, C-O-A-C-H-E-D, by trip with two Ps, coachedbytrip.com. If you go to that URL, 
you're going to see an application. That's an application for coaching. If you're interested in coaching, then you apply, and I will be reaching out to you if you fill out the application in a way that I feel you'd be a good fit. Okay, so of course, you'd have to be 18 or older, and also give me details on what your situation is. So really answer the questions thoroughly, and I go through them. It's not my team or my assistant. I actually go through every application myself, and I handpick the ones I think would be a good fit for coaching, and then I email you and we set up a time for you and I to talk to see if coaching is a good fit. Coaching is one-on-one. This is not a group coaching program at the moment. Right now, I am taking one-on-one clients. So you and I will be working together every single week and working on a customized plan for you that is going to get you results in your dating life. Going to get you a girlfriend, going to get you over your approach anxiety, going to get you meeting more women, sleeping with the kinds of women that you want and attracting the kind of women that you want. And results are pretty much guaranteed if you are ready to show up and do the work. And I make it easy for you. And guys who are joining the coaching program are seeing amazing results, getting dates, getting girlfriends. It's pretty incredible, the things that we've accomplished. So if you're interested, go to coachedbytrip.com, and I'd be excited and, of course, happy to be working with you and getting you on the right track to meeting and attracting more women. So go to coachedbytrip.com. All right, let's go into our question today from Andrew. He says, hi, Trip. My name is Andrew, your old subscriber. You're old. I always wonder what that means, your old subscriber, meaning you're old? I don't think that means you're old. Maybe you were once a subscriber and not anymore. Well, you must be a subscriber still. Okay. So he's been a, a subscriber for a long time. He says, I met a girl on the street and got her number. Good job. Approach was nice. We laughed, hugged, and stuff. In my country, oh, he's not from America. We don't use iMessage. For texting, we use Instagram. So I called her next day to meet for a coffee. She said she has plans and asked to call her the following day. After I did, she ignored my calls and haven't called back. But I really like her and want to meet up, but don't want to be obsessive. I found her Instagram profile, Discover Contacts feature. So there are three options. One, call her again in a few days. Most likely, she will ignore my call again. Two, write her a message on Instagram. Maybe a little bit creepy. You're not answering. I found you here. Three, call her from another number. Seems like needy choice. So can you please advise me what to do in this situation? Hope to hear from you. Andrew, great question. Of course, it was a great question. That's why I picked it because I thought this was very interesting, right? If you're going out and you're meeting women, and hopefully you are, hopefully you're, you're taking action on all the advice that I'm giving you here on the podcast. If you're going out, you're meeting women and you have an interaction where you know, you had, he says the approach was nice. We laughed, hugged. Like it seemed like it went really well. I mean, it seemed like it went really well to the point where she even agreed to answer your phone call, unless she was confused on who it was. And she was like, who is this? I should answer. But I'm assuming she probably knew who it was because hopefully, if you were exchanging numbers, what you should do is make sure that she puts your name. Like you should take her phone and put your name in and put your number in. And the one method you can do is if she agrees to exchange numbers, you can say, here, let me put my number in your phone. And you put your number in her phone. And then you go, if you know how to use the phone, hopefully you do. Sometimes you are dealing with a girl who's got a different phone than you, but you text yourself. Or you can say, here, text me right now. So I made sure I put it in right. And then she'll text you and then you have it, right? So this kind of like double confirms you have the right number. 
and it's all good. And then she'll remember you because you had this little moment where she texted you. Anyways, I guess in this case, she answered the phone call. And then she said, call me the following day, which is interesting, right? So I don't like how that works because I feel like you were really not in control in the situation. So what you did was you probably called her up. You said, oh, you know, are you interested in hanging out? And she said, no, I have plans, but call me tomorrow. Okay, so you're letting her kind of guide the situation here. Why is that an issue? Well, one, it's not asserting your dominance, which is what women are attracted to. I talk about that in my TED formula, T-E-D, D stands for dominance. But if you're not doing that, right, you're not in control there, not only are you not being attractive, but now you're in this weird position where you're inevitably being needy. Even if you're not trying to, it's like you're calling the next day. You already called her. It's a mess. Instead, it should have been, hey, awesome meeting you. When are you free to meet up? You don't just say, hey, are you free today? Because if she says no, which she, which she did, then you're like, oh, well, uh, uh, and then she probably was like, well, just call me tomorrow. And you're like, okay. Or you'd be in a situation where you're like, well, you're not free today. Okay, are you free tomorrow? Oh, you're not. Oh, what about the next day? The next day. It's just, it's not smooth, right? It's not a very smooth interaction. So ideally, in the most ideal sense, you call her up, you chit chat for like five or 10 minutes, see what's going on. And then you say, well, listen, it was nice to meet you. We should hang out again. When are you free? A lot of guys in the community are so against that, by the way. It's so funny. They're like, don't ask her when she's free. It makes it look like you don't have anything going on. That's not true. That's not true at all. You're just asking when she's free. That doesn't mean you're going to be free on the days that she says she's free. She might be like, oh, I'm free on Thursday. You might be like, well, I have a thing on Thursday. What other days are you free? Or you'll just ask, what days are you free? So then she'll say, well, I'm usually free on Wednesdays, on Fridays, and on Mondays, or whatever it is. And then it'll say, perfect. Well, I'm usually free on Mondays also. Let's do something on Monday. It's just quick logistical questions to get her to tell you when she's available to hang out and then you match it up. And it makes it really smooth. It's a really smooth experience when you say, hey, when are you free? Okay. And if she says, oh, I'm only free on Thursdays and you're busy on Thursday, well, you better figure it out. Is it important for you to see her? Or you can say, well, maybe, you know, the following Thursday after that. Of course, I'd like you to follow the general rule of trying to meet up with her as soon as possible. Of course, if she can't meet for five days, that's fine. But, you know, try to meet as soon as you can because attraction seems to diminish over time. They just start to forget about you. I was on a coaching call the other day, actually, it was a couple of days ago, and, and I got a good question about that. Like, why do you need to meet up with her so fast? Like, what's the deal with that? And I explained this, is that what happens is a woman gets really caught up in, in the moment itself where she initially met you. So you guys have this interaction together, right? This interaction where she's feeling all good, she's feeling attraction towards you. It's fun, it's interesting, yada, yada. And in that moment, it's really nice. But what happens, let's just say a couple hours later, well, she might be feeling the high from that, but she's back to the real world, right? She's back to her work or she's back to dealing with the drama in her life or her money issues or whatever is going on. I don't know, whatever's happening in her day or other exciting things. Doesn't have to be bad things, right? Other exciting things. Her friends coming in town, whatever. So she kind of leaves 
this moment here, she enters a new emotional state. And so what happens is over time, the interaction that you guys had in the beginning starts to kind of fade away in her memory. It's kind of like the same idea as the no contact rule when you break up with someone. So whenever you get out of a relationship, you get broken up with, you break up with someone, they say, oh, no contact. Well, why do they say no contact? Because the longer you go without contact, the more that person becomes a distant memory in your head. Think about a good friend you had maybe a couple years ago and you haven't seen them for a couple years, right? In that moment, they were like your best friend or someone you were really close to. But now you're kind of like, oh, I, I, I forget about it. Like, I don't remember. Like, I remember some of the good times we had, but it's kind of like out of your sight, out of sight, out of mind, right? So that's the whole idea here. So that's why you want to meet up with the woman faster because out of sight, out of mind, it becomes less exciting. And so attraction diminishes because she forgets what it was like to be attracted to you. Because honestly, think about it. You guys had one interaction. Maybe it was five minutes, even if it was a full hour. That's it. So you want to kind of strike while the iron is hot. And that iron is hot the closer to you having that initial interaction. So don't worry, by the way. People might freak out like, oh, we set a date a week later. Is it going to be bad? No, it's fine. But Again, sooner the better, right? You don't want to set up a date a month out. Two weeks out's pushing it. So text her right away. Call her right away, which Andrew did here. Okay, so let's get back to the question. I know I went off on tangents, but I think you, you got some good stuff to work with here when you do these approaches, really understand what's going on. So he's smart. I like this guy. He's very smart because he's very aware of the situation. You know, he's got like these three situations where he says, what do I do? Do I, do I one, call her again in a few days? And then he says, most likely she's going to ignore my call again because he already called her. Two, write her a message on Instagram, which is a little bit creepy, he says. I think that is creepy. It's a weird backtrack too. It's like she, you have her phone number and you're not texting her. I'm still confused why you're not able to text her. You don't have to have iMessage to text somebody. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on there. But you should try to text her if you can. That would be the next move. Finding her on Instagram, yeah, that's backtracking. So it is a little creepy. It's like, hey, you didn't answer my calls, and now I'm finding you on, on social media and saying hello. Kind of weird. Three, call her from another number, which seems like the needy choice. Yeah, absolutely don't call her from the other. That one makes me feel like when you did call her to begin with, she had no idea who was calling. So that's why she answered. Because it seems like you're thinking maybe she'll answer if I call again. But you are aware that it seems like a needed choice, and it is. It's just, why would you be calling from another number, right? And she obviously chose not to call you back. Here's the thing, though. I wonder if you left a message. I don't know if that makes a difference per se, but I think it makes a little bit of a difference because maybe she doesn't know why you called. Maybe she's not sure. you got to remember, here's the problem, is that women are looking to be led, Okay, remember, I talked about dominance. Dominance is the leading, leading a woman through the interaction, leading a woman through the sexual interaction, leading a woman through the whole process from I'm going to approach you to I'm going to ask you out to now we're in the bedroom. A lot of guys think girls are lazy, girls are entitled. They think that they're the best. That's why they don't do any of the work. It's not true. Maybe some, but it's not true because it's the act of them being the receiver. It's the act of them being led that actually turns them on. That's what you have to understand there. So forget about who's putting in the work, who's approaching, who's talking to who. 
A lot of people listen to the like MGTOW red pill stuff. They get so upset and angry over this. But no, you got to understand this is just how attraction works. You lead, they're led. Okay, so they're waiting for you to do that. So in this case, it's kind of weird. It's like you're putting the ball in her court. Now she's got to call you back. It's putting her in the in the dominant masculine position. And she doesn't want to be in the masculine position. She wants to be in the in the feminine position. But here's my overall answer, okay? You have two options here. And really, you can take both of them in a sense. Option one is somehow you figure out a way to text her. I still don't understand why you can't do that. You don't use iMessage. It shouldn't matter. iMessage is for Apple. That shouldn't matter at all. You should be able to text her and say, hey, I hit you up. Or, hey, I called you back. When are you free this week? And just kind of go for it. And if she's interested, she'll respond. Or just don't do anything. You practice the abundant mindset, which I so often call back to on the podcast. The abundant mindset. Abundance mentality. If you want to have an abundance mentality, which is so crucial in this game, I'll explain what that is real quick. Abundance mentality is understanding that there are so many women out there that when one drops or one doesn't answer a call like this or one doesn't text back or one rejects you, it barely phases you because you deep down understand that there are an abundance of women that are available to you because you are a confident, charismatic, awesome dude who's able to attract them and is in an area where there are many women to talk to, which are a lot of areas. That is such a strong mindset and place to be. It almost gives you this strength so you don't have to be needy for one woman, which is very, very deadly. It's deadly to your soul. You feel like crap. You feel like crap when you're just needy over one woman, which you don't need to be. So how do you get to an abundant mindset? You act as if there's an abundance of women. So in your case, Andrew, there's probably not an abundance of women. I'm not saying that to be a dick. I'm just saying that as a truthful statement. Like, there's probably not. If there was, you wouldn't be writing in right now. You wouldn't because you'd be like, oh, she didn't call me back. Okay, whatever. On to the next one. I'm, I'm talking to like two, four, six, ten more girls. And you wouldn't care. You just really wouldn't care at all. So act as if. Use what I call the high-status filter. You're going to be a high-status guy if you have an abundance of women around you. So act as if, which means you're going to act as if you have a lot of women talking to you, which means you're not going to do option one, option two, or option three. You're going to completely move on. You're going to completely move on and not even contact her again. And that's it. Some guys might say like, you know, oh, chalk it up to a loss. No, no, no. You're not chalking it up to a loss. There's no loss here. What's the loss? You don't even know the girl. A lot of guys will think like, ah, oh, I lost her. She's gone. Okay, who cares? I'll, I'll show you 20 more women that you can approach. That way you can have, he says, I approached, we laughed, we hugged. I'll show you 50 more girls that you can do that with that are probably going to be better than her. When I say better, I just mean maybe more of a match for you, someone you're more interested in, right? You don't need to just focus on this one person. A lot of guys do that. They really just focus on that one girl that gets so caught up in her. It's like their brains are just in that moment wired 
to only want to mate with her. She is the one. She is the one who is going to be able to help spread your genetics by having a child, right? This is like evolutionary psychology. That idea that your body wants to mate with another woman who you feel is going to have good genetics so you can bear children and be fruitful and multiply, like the Bible says, right? But don't let that trick you because there's a lot of other women out there. So that's my answer for you, Andrew. I want you to either text her back if that's possible. Don't call her again. You're just setting yourself up to be in a needy situation. She knows. She knows that you called. She sees. She's done. Maybe. Maybe she'll hit you back. I don't know. Maybe you'll text her and you'll figure out a way to do it. She'll text you back. Maybe. Let's find out. So I hope you learned something. Not only you, Andrew, but the the guys who are listening. I hope you really learned something here today. Is that you got to make sure that you're the one in the dominant position. You're the one who's taking control when you're interacting with a woman, when you're setting up dates. And also to live in a in just an abundant mindset, which just allows you to feel that freedom. It's just, it's freeing. And I get it. It's easier said than done. But like I said, act as if. Act as if you're, you have an abundance of women until you do have an abundance of women. Don't just approach one girl, get a number, get really excited. Chances are it might not work out. You know, you're going to have to talk to a lot of girls, approach a lot of girls. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're one of those amazing pickup artists that pick up tons of girls. It's still a numbers game and it always will be. I mean, look at the dating apps, for example. That's a numbers game too. It's all one big numbers game. Why? Because you're just not going to connect with everyone you talk to. That's life. That's just how it is. The good thing, though, is if you listen to these podcasts, take this advice, or you join a coaching program like the one I said earlier, then it's still a numbers game, but the numbers go down. You'll do better. You'll still have to approach and talk to a lot of women, but not as many as if you know, you're in the situation where you weren't applying the right advice or getting better at socializing or becoming a more confident, charismatic person. Okay. So always a numbers game. Just depends how big you want those numbers to be. If you never took any advice at all and just went out there blind, tried to approach a woman, it might take you a lot of approaches to get it right. But it's going to be a lot less when you know what you're doing. So that's something to think about too. All right. I think I've ranted enough for today. I think you've learned something. Don't forget to go to coachedbytrip.com if you are interested in getting coaching one-on-one with me, and we will help you bring you to the promised land to an abundant mindset and an actual abundance of women. So check that out. Thanks for listening. Glad to be back here with an episode that's not an interview. It's always fun to just sit here and talk to you one-on-one, even though you're not really in front of me, but you feel it. I feel it too. All right. Sound good? I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.